Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you heard all the rave about the new Quick Grill located inside the Be Quick Chevron on Veterans Boulevard? Come visit Be Quick Chevron along with Quick Grill, Be Quick Food Marts, your locally owned hometown convenience store, wherever you are. You're listening to the Rebel Report Podcast, where it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Michael Borky. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky on this Sunday afternoon before the conference championships get going. Wanted to uh, give you a recap of last night's basketball game. Ole Miss beats Texas A&M. A gigantic, gigantic win for a few reasons, but just a huge, huge win for Chris Beard and his team last night. An exciting uh, second half of the game. The first half was uh, not the prettiest basketball you've ever seen, but the second half was a lot of fun. Ole Miss executed, and they won a road game, which is hard to come by in the SEC. So I'm glad you're here. Welcome uh, to this edition of the the show. Please subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, Wherever you get your podcasts, just search Rebel Report, subscribe, and leave a rating and a review. Also follow me on social media at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all there. Just find me there. No uh, live stream tonight because of the aforementioned conference championship games. Uh, I'll make up for it sometime this week. But I'm, I'm not going to do a live stream during uh, the NFC championship game. There's just no way. So uh, forgive me for that. Uh, I appreciate your understanding. I just uh, I would be too distracted to do anything other than watch uh, this game tonight. So Ole Miss wins over Texas A&M. It was a good environment, a uh, a pink out for Texas A&M for breast cancer awareness, uh, which I thought was uh, a cool scene. I like when people do that personally. Over 12,000, 12,600 people at Reed Arena, and Ole Miss comes home with a 71-68 win, and it is a huge, huge win. Texas A&M's metrics are quite good, uh, so Ole Miss moved up a few spots in the net. Uh, after that win, so it's huge from that perspective. Just getting that line item on your resume, a quad one road win, is a big deal for a lot of reasons. But also, I mean, they were down five with three minutes to go. What was it, down seven with just under four minutes to go? Something like that. But they are down five with three minutes to go. They had to make a huge clutch shot. But that didn't end the game. It felt like in the moment it kind of did, but Texas A&M responded with the three of their own almost immediately thereafter. Uh, Wade Taylor was unbelievable for the Aggies and almost had to make six free throws after Jalen Murray's huge three. Uh, they had to make six free throws to seal the game, and they did just that. So uh, th- that's such a a mental thing making clutch free throws, and they made six, and they needed all six after that on the road, huge environment, and it is a road win, and and as we've talked about on the radio show, and and you've seen, uh, talked about everywhere, I'm sure by now, that road wins in the SEC are just really hard to come by. I mean, especially if you take away, like, just Vanderbilt, the the road team's record in college basketball, or in in SEC basketball, is horrible. It's really, really hard to win on the road, and teams are just not doing so this year. But even Vanderbilt uh, gave Tennessee everything they wanted for like 30 of the 40 minutes that they played. I mean, Arkansas is a dumpster fire, 
and they had Kentucky down to the wire uh, at Bud Walton on Saturday as well. Winning on the road is just really freaking hard to do. Auburn goes to Mississippi State and plays poorly. Now, State's good. We'll get to them in a second. But still, I mean, it's just a a road win in front of 12,600 people, especially when Ole Miss has played poorly on the road so far this year, is, uh, is a really... Really big deal. And now the tournament conversation gets a lot more real. Now, it would have still been part of the discourse around this team had they lost this game with two opportunities at home upcoming, but eventually they were going to need to win a road game. Maybe they end up doing this. I I don't think it's going to happen, but I also didn't think they'd be in this spot right now either, so shows you what I know. But uh, they were going to have to win a road game eventually. They're not going to go undefeated at home. You've got to steal one or two on the road if you're going to make the tournament in the SEC. So until that happened, until they played well and executed on the road and won a road game, the tournament conversation would have been there, but not like this. Now we really can look at this team moving forward and the path to make the NCAA tournament, which, again, is a remarkable accomplishment for Chris Beard in year one. I mean, truly, being in this spot right now, uh, it tells you a lot about him, but but also the players uh, on the team as well. But it just it, it shows you why everybody thinks so highly of him as a coach, them being in this spot. But it makes that conversation very, very real now. Had they lost, we still would have talked about it, but this, this changes the conversation for, for sure. Now you're talking about a path, but a path that allows slip-ups even because you've got a quad one road win. So a huge win. For, for a lot of reasons, and frankly, they didn't start the, the game particularly well. In fact, they for 17 of the first 20 minutes of the game, they played poorly. It was an eight first-half turnovers uh, for Ole Miss, didn't shoot the ball well, didn't protect the ball well. Uh, forgive the, uh, the, the informal nature of this statement, but it's just kind of uh, what I think is the best adjective for how they played in the first half. They played like butt for 17 minutes, and it kind of felt like, you know, here they are again, an opportunity on the road against a a beatable team, and here they are turning it over and being reckless with the basketball and looking uncomfortable and not prepared for the moment, and then the final three minutes of that first half of flip switched, and and they made shot after shot after shot, including Matt Morrell's buzzer beater, to go into uh, the locker room with a lead. I I, I mean, I was even texting a friend, uh, just he was watching the game as I was, and we were both like, how how on earth do they have a lead at halftime? Like, that makes no sense at all with the way they played, but they executed really, really well right before the half, and they played really good defense uh, as well uh, against AM. That kept them in the game, so they rebounded well in the first half. They got out-rebounded in the game, but they, they rebounded with Texas A&M, who's one of the best offensive rebounding teams in, in, in college basketball, certainly one of the best in the SEC, so... Uh, they were they weren't dominated on the glass. They, they played pretty good defense, and then they made shots towards the end of the half and came in with a halftime lead that they really, I mean, <laughs> they didn't deserve to have, but they had it. And then they came out in the first four minutes of the second half and and made a bunch of shots again and and came out with their hair on fire. Cisse was playing really well. He got hurt. Now he came back in the game. I'm curious to see what his availability is on Tuesday because it looked really bad, but him coming back in the game wasn't 100% when he came back. You could tell he kind of lost a a step of explosiveness, but um, came out hot in the start of the second half and then held on for dear life and and ended up winning a a huge game on the road, 
hostile environment. That was a mentally tough win for Chris Beard and Ole Miss. We'll keep talking about this uh, and do some box score stuff and highlight a couple of players and then give you a quick uh, look and thought on Mississippi State after I tell you the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online. ABSMS.com, that's the website. If you're in the market for office technology in your Mississippi business, is anywhere in Mississippi. That's the beauty of it. If you have a Mississippi business, absms.com has you covered. Advantage Business Systems, tell them I sent you to get a complimentary office technology assessment so you tell them what you need and what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you on me. That's Advantage Business Systems, absms.com, for all of your office technology needs. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority. We've got 16 locations here in Mississippi, so there's likely one in your backyard. They make you a priority with their local loan servicing and decision-making. So if you need a loan and you get a loan and you need that loan service for any reason, it's somebody that you will uh, have here in, in your backyard at your branch location and not somebody on Zoom or, or out of state that you have to talk to to get a loan because Priority One Bank makes you their priority. Their online banking platform is a one-stop shop, so all you need is an internet connection, and you can do everything you want to do with your money with Priority One Bank. So Jalen Murray was, uh, I mean, he made that clutch shot with, what, 27 seconds left in the game uh, to to give Ole Miss the lead that they never relinquished after that, obviously. Uh, He was excellent. He had 16 points, five assists as well in the game, was four of nine from three-point land and six of 14 from the field. Uh, Jamin Brightfield was second on the team in points with 15. He was five of seven from the field and two of three from three-point land. Made three of his five three uh, free throws, but two of those were clutch. We'll get to that uh, here in a second. Also had uh, three assists as well and a steal. Alan Flanagan uh, struggled shooting the basketball. Struggled early in this game, quite frankly, uh, just overall. And then his spark later on in the game really helped carry this team he played 36 minutes, had seven very important rebounds, including one offensive rebound and three steals, So, and a couple of assists as well. So was four of ten from the field. Again, it looked like he was pressing a little bit early, but really impacted the game in a lot of ways. Did it defensively, again, with three steals and a block. Uh, did it on the glass, had a pair of assists, and then he also was one of those uh, free throw shooters late in the game. Very, very clutch in that spot. Matt Morell had nine points, certainly not his best day shooting, was one of five uh, from three, three of ten from the field, also hit his only two free throws that mattered a whole heck of a lot, but he had a really tough, difficult assignment uh, defensively, especially in foul foul trouble, and so even though he didn't score a a lot of points, he did have uh, a big impact on the game. Musa Cisse, uh, the aforementioned injury, uh, again, he came back in the game, looked really, really ugly. Uh, at the time, but he there for a stretch in that game was a force uh, defensively uh, and on the glass. He had six rebounds, uh, just four points in the game, but was two of three from the field. Uh, also had three blocks. I mean, again, he was uh, he was a force uh, for a while in that game. Had a steal as well, and uh, the, you know, looking at his health again, he came back in the game. We'll see what it's like because this matchup on uh, on Tuesday is is going to be a uh, a big one. Uh, T.J. Caldwell gave them some nice 
things off the bench. Brandon Murray had 22 really important minutes, was just two of seven from the field, but made one of his two uh, threes, made all three of his free throws, but had eight rebounds, four of which were offensive rebounds, uh, also had a block as well. That was his best game in an Ole Miss uniform so far. Uh, like that he didn't he didn't force things offensively. I keep saying this because this is kind of what it was. Impacted the game in a lot of different ways, and that's how Ole Miss was able to win this game. They couldn't, they weren't able to just kind of shoot their way out of this one. They had to do the little things right. They had to rebound well again. They had 13 offensive rebounds in this game. Jamarian Sharp had a pair as well. Uh, somebody asked me why he didn't play much. I think quite simply, just the, the matchup didn't favor him. He was just kind of unplayable, just not a very good matchup for him to get a lot of minutes. Uh, Chris Beard at one point went to uh, a small ball lineup that was really effective. He made a lot of adjustments uh, as a coach in that game uh, that really helped the the team win. The, the willingness as a coach to do things like that, uh, manipulating lineups that you don't use very often because it presents the best matchup just another example for why Chris Beards is good as he is uh, but he called it a game that that wasn't going to be pretty on the stat sheet and so uh, you had winning plays and performances that weren't exactly pretty again Brandon Murray only had eight points but he was extremely impactful uh, in this game Alan Flanagan didn't have a pretty game but he was extremely impactful three steals one block like I said before uh, seven rebounds. You, you know, those kind of things had to be done for them to win this game, and they did it. So I kind of, uh, uh, not kind of, I really liked what Chris Beard said after the game uh, when it came to that. Just, you know, he said he told the guys at halftime, it's not going to be a box score game. Don't worry about that. Just make winning plays. And sure enough, they did just that, especially those six important free throws after Jalen Murray hit that huge three which at the time you kind of felt like was going to uh, to seal the game it, it it did not because he makes that shot he, he makes that shot for Ole Miss to go up uh let's see it was at what 27 seconds right I believe uh 22 seconds he, he made the the three-point shot to go up three with 22 seconds left AM gets one back so now Ole Miss is up two. Flanagan gets fouled with 14 seconds left. Up two. Gets to the free throw line. Makes them both. So you think, again, the game's probably over. Ole Miss is up four. 14 seconds left. Nope. Uh, Wade Taylor makes a, a three-point shot that was taken from San Antonio and cuts the lead back to one. Breakfield, excuse me. Um, yeah, Breakfield gets fouled. Makes them both. So Ole Miss goes from up one after the big three from AM. Breakfield hits the line with seven seconds left, only up one, and buries both free throws. Ole Miss then chooses to foul up three. Wade Taylor makes both free throws. So here they are again. Five seconds left. Ole Miss only up one. Matt Morrell gets fouled, and what does he do? He buries both free throws. Uh, A&M misses a, a three-point shot to tie at the buzzer, and Ole Miss wins the game. And, I mean, free throw shooting is almost exclusively mental. Now, you have guys that are that are really bad free throw shooters, and, and they just miss them because they're bad at it. But most decent college basketball players, when the, you know, the lights are off and the arena's empty, can make two free throws 
just whenever they feel like it. But in this spot, those three guys going six for six with the game on the line, on the road in front of 12,000 people, that is, to me, that is exclusively mental. That is all a good indication of, of mental toughness, confidence, and that, that team resonates and oozes confidence. That, that comes from, and they talked about it after the game, some that comes from coaching. And, and also, you know, belief in themselves. And, and those three guys that made those shots are all veteran guys, and that helps. But, man, that was a, a clear indication of a mentally tough and, and confident basketball team to step to the line. Murray to bury that three-point shot, by the way, uh, from, from Steph Curry range. To, to take that initial three-point lead with 22 seconds left. But for four different guys, including Murray's shot, so he makes that big clutch shot, and then three different guys step to the free-throw line in that spot and make gotta-have-em free throws to win that game on the road just really showed you a, a lot about the mental makeup of that team, the, the confidence, the coaching, and more. That was a really impressive thing. You know, it's weird calling free throws impressive, but it was. I mean, you guys saw it. You'd, I'm sure you don't disagree with me there. Uh, that was that was mental toughness, uh, just oozing through those guys. And uh, as a result, uh, it, it never got weird because they never missed a free throw. That was uh, really impressive. So next up, uh, obviously, is Mississippi State on Tuesday. I think that the crowd is going to be uh, pretty awesome. Uh May or may not sell out formally, but I would be shocked if there is not a button. Basically, every seat will probably be the best environment uh, that the Pavilion has seen this year. I mean, I know the students are are going to get every single available ticket uh, after their section fills up, so that'll be great. And um, Mississippi State's quite good. I mean, this is a good state team. They have their same issues on the road like everybody else, but, uh, but Tolu Smith is really, really good. He's physical. He can score. Going to be a very, uh, very good challenge for Musa Cisse. Cisse's got to play really well because uh, because Smith is physical and uh, he can score uh, at the basket. Now he's not going to stretch the floor uh, or, or anything like that, but he's physical. He's a veteran. He can score. Cisse is going to um, have to have a really good game and, and knock on wood. Hope that he's healthy enough. And again, he played, but still. Um, yeah, he's going to have to have a big game because I don't think Sharp is going to be a great matchup for Ole Miss uh, against Smith. He's uh, he's quite good. Um, Hubbard is their only other real reliable scorer, and he's a true freshman. You guys know him. He was committed to Ole Miss, and then Kermit got fired, so he reopened his recruitment and went off to uh, to Mississippi State. I mean, he'll he'll pull up and shoot from anywhere. He is, um, you know, he's a freshman, and sometimes he does freshman things, but. Uh, he can score from anywhere. He's very athletic. Uh, I'm curious to see how how Ole Miss is going to try to defend him because he is really Mississippi State's only dynamic scorer that they have on that team. Otherwise, they play exceptional defense. Uh, they they really try to, to bog you down to their style of play and kind of make games a rock fight. That's where they're comfortable. They're comfortable in the physical. They're comfortable in the low-scoring games. Uh, it fits their style. So uh, Ole Miss has their hands full. It's a really good Mississippi State team coming off of a really impressive win uh, against Auburn on their home floor uh, yesterday. So uh, environment's going to be great. The challenge is going to be great, but a real opportunity for Ole Miss to get another uh, huge win, which would be that if they can pull it off against Mississippi State. And of course, 
they have Auburn at home on Saturday. So two massive opportunities for Ole Miss at home to get two quality quad one wins. And uh, we'll see if they can pull it off. So thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, I'll see you after the game, of uh, of course, and then we will uh, we'll continue on. Uh, I guess I will go live after the game. That's what I'll do. I will go live after the game on uh, on Tuesday. That'll be the live stream on Tuesday. Is the the reaction to that? But uh, Ole Miss football got some news. I'll record that tomorrow for you. So you'll get an episode tomorrow, which is Monday, and then we'll go live after the game on Tuesday. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate you very much, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.